0: the opinions expressed on That's a Foul do not reflect the view of any organization to which the host or guest are affiliated or employed. Paul Splits back for Episode 2. Servant leadership and personal growth are on tap today. Let's do it! Sports are an integral part of my life, specifically officiating. I've met a lot of interesting people on deck and on the sidelines. From referees to evaluators, coaches to administrators, and players to fans, each one has a story to tell, and That's a Foul is the place to tell them. Each episode, we'll dive into personal and professional lives to see how we can all be a little better tomorrow. I'm Chad Packer, and this is That's a Foul. Welcome back to the second of two episodes with Paul Split. Last episode, we talked a lot about water polo and his faith in Christ. This week, we talk more about how all of that seems to build into his coaching and personal life. So let's jump back in with Paul in quarter three. Okay, so we're talking about leadership. We got a, a ton about your water polo background. Yeah. Um, we kind of left off last last episode, uh, me enjoying the word tertiary, <laughs> probably too much, and then we just decided, you know what, let's go ahead and...
1: Can you can you scale how much you you like the word tertiary like can we can we put it in like a spectrum?
0: I I think what I enjoy most about the use of the word tertiary first of all I love what it does to your to your mouth when yeah. you, when you say it. You tertiary. get that little shh. Yeah. like I always kid about Budapest. Yeah. Budapest. Great city. Um, instead of Budapest, Budapest. Tertiary instead of tertiary. You get that sh sound. So I like I like physically what it does to my body. And I just like words. I always, I'm, I'm, I'm known at work for saying words matter, right? Mm-hmm. Don't say teachers are complaining about this. Say teachers are asking for mm. right?
1: Words really matter. It,
0: it just does. Don't say sad if you mean melancholy. Yeah. Don't say melancholy if you mean morose. I mean, it's just, it, yeah. it sounds like you're trying to be holier than that when you have a, an expanded lexicon, but you, you just,
1: Words, words words can
0: bad. words matter
1: but words are tough <laughs> words, are, words are really that tough that is Matt. one of my favorite things that you will <laughs> say sometimes
0: even when we're on the deck you know you do some really silly things on deck sometimes you piss me off sometimes for sure I, as i'm sure
1: i you, piss you off. you uh you're not the only one i've pissed off no. nor will you be the last like yeah. right
0: but um but yeah so you know so sometimes the kids will be asking you a question or do you after a timeout or whatever, yeah, you just always say blank is tough, coach. You know, defense is tough, coach. Yeah. Um, <laughs> stuff like that just always kind of make me laugh. It's but good. You know, it, it, let's 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 play on that words thing there. How how do you translate all of these experiences that you've had into that? We talk. We again, we left off last episode talking about uh, servant leadership and just yeah. different, different kinds of leadership. Like, what are you, what are you really hitting on now, or what do you find is critical at maybe a national level maybe at a club level with uh, a mavericks in the high school side or um a moose or working with little kids like how how are you how are you growing let's yeah. let's celebrate your your growth a little bit and then maybe kind of hit on some things that that you're still challenged by it yeah
1: well I, th- I think that the whole concept of leadership and how you grow as a person like all of those things it's really an amalgamation of many <sighs> things as they come together so words and as you as you look at you know, the experiences that you had the perspectives that you had they they come together to form a few things but i think if you can boil it down into a few different areas like how it really really translates is uh you know, like we talked about the, the servant leadership and that you don't want to put yourself first, but where, where, what, is, what does that mean? Can you, can you explain servant leadership in, in a sentence or two? And I think it, it comes from, a, Walt Whitman had, had the saying, be curious, not judgmental. Hmm. And, and I think that if you have that type of a mindset, be curious, I'm gonna ask a question to understand versus going to judging. So if something happens, a kid does something, uh, another coach says something, an official makes this call. And my first instinct is to say, you're wrong and here's why you're wrong. I've immediately gone to judgmental. Hmm. But if I go to, what happened? Why did you do that? What did you see? Help me understand. Now I'm being curious. Hey, you had this experience. Tell me about it. You've grown. You made this decision. you said that you've seen all these things outside of Ohio and done that experience. Tell me about it. That's yeah. being curious sure. as opposed to I'm just going to assume about that. And then I'm going to have my predetermined judgment on it. Hmm. And so if you have that mindset of be curious, not judgmental, and I'll be real honest, there's like not, not just that quote, but there's a there's a show on, on Apple Plus. It's kind of tricky to get to. But if you watch the show called Ted Lasso, it is an absolute masterclass in that concept
0: is that the thing you sent me
1: yeah it's the, the thing i sent thing. you and, and he even he even quotes that like be curious not judgmental and there's a whole scene behind that but his process of being a f- american football coach in europe and being a soccer coach and it's not like i'm not talking tactics here we're talking about relationship driven hmm. aspects and 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 that's a big part of it so like if you had a servant leadership then you're working on relationships and a relationship is two ways it's not a one way it's not a dictatorship it's not authoritarian words are hard words are are hard you know they're hard (laughs) and it it can't just be uh only receiving it's a two-way thing a relationship goes yes in, in in multiple directions there and if you aren't able to receive and send or you're not able to send and receive however you want to phrase that then it's really hard to have a relationship so be curious, not judgmental. If I am now asking a question, I've sent a signal to you, I'm trying to understand you. I'm now giving you permission to send something to me and I can receive it. Sure. And, sure. and now if we can both have this send and receive mindset, now we're actually able to come together. We have, we're have we building a relationship and we're actually going to grow not just as people, but as professionals too. So we're going to be able to have it have an understanding now say you have that same question so I heard my answer right, this is what I sent to you hey coach what did you see there and that gives me the permission to say this is what I saw okay and we're not we're not saying what should have happened we are now discussing what did you see mm. and I had this experience with an athlete so I know we're talking about the fish eating there but as an athlete I had a kid they, they, they screwed up something in practice. And I said, why did you? And before I even finished the sentence, she said, coach, I didn't mean to do that. I don't want to mess up. Wow. Huh? And man, that wrecked me. It really yeah. wrecked me. Because I said, internally, like, I'm, I've already determined that she tried to mess up. She didn't want to mess up. Mm. That's not her intention. So if we, if we have that understanding... I'm not here to, to want to mess up. I don't want to do that. I'm going to. I'm, I'm inherently going to piss people off. I don't want to. I don't want to have other people upset with me. I don't want to do that, but I'm going to do that. And it's okay. You've now given yourself permission to be who you are. And if I've given you as an athlete, you as, a, you as an assistant coach, you as an official, if I've done that on my end, giving you permission to be who you are and you can embrace who you are, Oh man. I've given you permission to, to fail. I've given you permission to to just do what you can do, penalty free, and we're gonna have a good time together.
0: Why why is it why do you think you tweak people so much?
1: Yeah, that's that's a good question. <laughs> if,
0: you're, if you're down for that. You and I had a conversation. I was hiking a trail at Seabald Nature Park.
1: <laughs> I know and we
0: were talking about growth and stuff like that because i, I think you are a fascinating person in that you are you are incredibly well intentioned
1: yeah i and don't if know i i, I do rub people the wrong way that you like do. it's fascinating cuz like my my wife will tell you like she and her friends will say the same thing like we don't we don't we don't get that like why do you, why do you have like such a polarizing yeah if i had the answer to that mm, i when? i you know it's a... I wonder if that's it. I wonder, but, but I I kind of don't care if 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 what I am doing, if I me doing what I am doing, inherently rubs you the wrong way, and we're not able to have a discussion. So like, I can rub you the wrong way. I can I can do something and really get under your skin, but you can then come back and talk to me, and we can discuss it, right? Mm-hmm. And say, hey, there was, it probably boiled down to a miscommunication, sure. a misunderstanding in that moment, sure. or you know. Super high stress level, or whatever. There, there can it can always come back to something, but we can discuss it, and I think that's a that's a healthy thing. And I don't think it's it's necessarily unhealthy to have friction in a workplace. I don't think that's an unhealthy thing. I think it's sure. I think if all you've ever had in a workplace is a yes man or a yes woman in your place, and every if it's always oh everything's great, everything's pop, it's really hard to find growth there. So I. <laughs> I, I and and I don't know that that's necessarily like the the right answer for it but uh you know I I put a lot of time and effort into what I do and I really love what I do and I try to be really good at it and I and I try to be really humble with it. I don't I don't try to walk into a place and say I'm better than somebody else. So I hope it doesn't come down to like a a misconstrued like he's an arrogant. I I hope that's not what it comes down cuz that's really not my identity. I don't believe that. But I also you know I if I could go back and tell 2000 Paul, when you're starting coaching something, I would I would say, you are going to piss people off. You're going to do that and it's okay. Cause that's not your identity. Your identity is found in, in what you are doing, how you reflect mm. and how you grow other people, how somebody else responds to a stimulus. Not that you're trying to do that, right. because I would say that that's not, I'm, I'm never going out of my way to try to be a jerk to somebody. like that's not who I am. But, you know, I, I, I would give myself permission at that time to say, it's okay that you're going to do that. And that's not on you. If you're being a jerk or you're being really uh, derogatory towards somebody, that's a completely different thing. And I don't believe that's who I am. I don't believe that as I go out there and if I'm coaching, I'm, I'm not out there to say you're an idiot and here's why you're an idiot. Maybe like 22 year old Paul sure. kind of had like a chip on his shoulder or whatever, but I I, I don't view that's the case uh, and and i would also say too like as i as i've had a chance to to coach with a lot of other people like water politics is a thing right mm-hmm. that exists everywhere and we we actually have it pretty good can you imagine if we were in the football world like the politics that exist there or the basketball world there are so many more personalities there and it, it the politics are driven so much more in those sports. Now you you might see it more percentage based here because we have a smaller group of people. But you know, if if we had if we had a thousand water polo teams in the state of Ohio, do you think it's as like as noticed? Like, do you think I'm actually a polarizing person at that point?
0: Yeah, yeah. I was so I I thought you were going one way, and now I feel like we're Going back the other way, which is to say, that I think in some ways, if you have, I first of all I want to say I think the word is polarizing, right? I can't, mm-hmm. I can't polo, polarizing, po- polar polarizing, polarizing, polarizing. See how oh, this all just melds together. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there are more polarizing basketball coaches in the state of Ohio. So the one has 40 others with him because there are a thousand of them mm-hmm. if we have 15 high school coaches 20 let's say boys and girls combined the one percentage wise you're gonna have one for every 20 well if there's 2,000 high school teams you're gonna have 200 mm-hmm. so they get less noticed I think something that I would I would ask of others is is that which we should ask of ourselves and that is grace um, I think you said you know, um, I'm not intentionally pissing people off. I'm not trying to make mistakes. The ref isn't trying to make bad calls. The parents aren't, maybe they're intentionally, but they get caught up
1: in it. I, I think they're unintentionally or intentionally uninformed. Sure.
0: I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I've, I've thought a lot about it because because I care a lot about you. Um, and you and I have had those conversations, you know, about like, what what is it? Um, I think your passion is something that you would be ineffective if you didn't have. I often wonder, is it better to be noticed and polarizing than the person who, we didn't even notice that person wasn't at the meeting. Mm. We didn't even notice that per- Oh, she stopped coaching? Yeah. Yeah, four years ago. Oh. You mean, Oh. Yeah. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't. And
1: I think some of that stuff know. is for others to decide. Like, you know, sure. I, I think if you ask the people in my program, uh, kids, I coach families, you're not going to see polarizing. I wouldn't, I w- I would think that you would, you would hear that very common. This guy cares about the kids first and is, is about building into them and genuinely cares. Sure. And, and I, and I think that, um, there are definitely, there's definitely frustrations to it being a small community because you all tend to know each other. Sure, it can, sure, and, and it's easy yeah, to, yeah. to get yeah. into that. So it it makes that a lot easier to if you don't get along with one person and there's fifteen, correct. Whereas suppose you don't get along with one person and there's fifteen hundred, yeah, you know, like so. It it I think that part comes down to it. But like, I would I would genuinely say if you ask the people that. That I I've I've coached, and the the greater majority of the people with whom I've coached, other coaches, or for whom I've been coaching, that they would all say like the same kind of thing, like my priorities are, are very much building into the kids and helping them grow, and I'm gonna find ways for me to grow as well. Yeah. I'm not gonna go into a room and say I'm the smartest guy, and here's why you're dumb. That's that's never really been my mindset. And I, I, I would say that if like if I'm ever perceived that way, that that would be a judgmental, not curious. Like, get to know me, like, and understand who I am. You know, so like if 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 there is that, uh, I would love to have a sit down conversation. And like honestly, it's like one of the fun things talking about relationships is that you know I've had a chance to to get to know other coaches, especially through this whole COVID process and. You know there's been coaches where not necessarily we had we didn't necessarily have a good relationship but through it it's been like oh wow we didn't really understand who each other were sure and through that we've actually developed really good friendships and i think that that's a when you start to understand who somebody is then it changes those things like if i'm really upset and frustrated with it with how an official's calling a game it's not necessarily because that official's a bad person, is because we don't have an understanding of something there. Sure. Now, if we can get to know each other outside of this and say, "Hey, let's let's have an understanding of where this frustration is," that's massive. But it, but what is that? T- it, I I think that takes saying humble on both ends, being able to say, "I am not the smartest one here." Right. I, I I don't have all the answers. I am seeking answers. I don't have all the understanding. I am seeking understanding. So being able to ask that question again of, you know, be, be curious, not judgmental. Like I, I really, that resonates on so many levels. And I, I think being humble also makes you a, a good leader. And I think it's, an, it's important to realize that um, I'll never be the best and that's okay, but I can be at my best and I can give my best. That's gold. And and what does that look like? well. There are days where my, my kids don't get my best, my friends don't get my best, my wife doesn't get my best. Like there are days when that happens and that's okay. I tell the kids all the time in practice, you don't have to be at 100% today to give 100%. If you're having a 40% day, then you better give 40%
0: hundred percent of that yeah you better
1: give a hundred percent of that right uh, yeah it's, it's like wherever you are it's a give, point. give me your best and and i will say like i i genuinely believe i give whatever my best is that day i'm giving my best and i and i believe if i'm not giving my best i need to reevaluate what i'm doing because i think yeah. that's that's an important thing and, and i believe that the kids see that like they've, if they see you as the leader out there i'm having a hard time right now like you know for the last couple of years, my wife and I've been struggling with IVF and infertility stuff, and it's been a stress every day to deal with that. And I even had a kid come up to me in practice one day and say, "Coach, what's wrong? You are not you. What's wow. up?" And I and I I wanted to say, "Nothing, I'm fine." But I broke down in that moment, and I I cried and I said, "My wife and I can't get pregnant, mm-hmm. and it's been a stress for 3 years." and I'm having a really hard time. And he said, it's okay, coach, we got you. Hmm. We're here for you, we support you. You're allowed to be there. And that weight was lifted off my shoulders. Hmm. And it was, it was such a powerful thing to have a, an athlete say, you're allowed to be not at 100%. You don't have to be there and it's okay. He didn't come up and say you're being an ass, coach. He came up and said, "What's wrong? Sure, let me let me understand who you are because you're not reflecting what you normally do. Something's off. Normally, you're you are laughing and having fun and challenging us and encouraging us and really pushing us. And right now, you're just kind of going through the motions. What's up? Huh. And that was a really powerful moment. Sure, uh, and you know to see that like. The, the kids see it. The kids yeah. recognize it. Yeah. They're really smart. They're really intuitive. They will recognize what you're doing. They see it. I think that's a, that's a really important piece to it. You know, and as we go through, like, the concepts of leadership, too, like, there's this thing that really sticks out, and I heard this lyric once, and it says, you want that money, but you don't want that lifestyle. And... The lifestyle of being a, a, a leader and a coach, it's not easy. It's hard. It's a hard pathway. And people, I just want to win championships. I want to be the best, but don't really want to go through sure. the hard parts of it and don't want to be an assistant, you know, or don't want to, not that you have to be, hey, I was an assistant coach for so many years, but like you don't want to do the behind the scenes stuff. You don't want to... To grow, or read leadership, or ask questions—it's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard to look in the mirror and say, "Man, that—that's an ugly thing there." How do I deal with that? Huh. Right. So, like, being able to to say, "I I want to I want to be able to to grow through what I'm going through," and I want to ultima- through what
0: I'm going through. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, no! I, I uh. The uh moment. Yeah. I just heard a a, a lyric in it. <laughs>
1: No, as I, as I grow through what I'm going through, it, it's going to really help me if I'm willing to look at it and have self-reflection and say, I don't like that part. It's going to give me the opportunity to really grow. But not everybody wants that. They want to have performance parenting if you will like I just want to post on Facebook and social media and Instagram a perfect snapshot look at that thing sure and I am the first one to say that's not reality and I don't want that to be perceived as reality you need to take a step back have a 10,000 foot view and say there's a lot of things going on around that yeah and you just picked an isolated like this perfect thing and I don't want perfection around me I want it to be imperfect because we are imperfect people and we need to work through that and so if in that process like you know, it, I rub somebody the wrong way. Okay, but let's, let's grow through it. If, if I have done something to genuinely wrong someone, right? Like then talk to me about it Sure. and I'll be the first to say, man, I'm sorry. That, that kind of sucked. We shouldn't have gone through that. How do we work through those things together? Because I think that's an important part of, of building relationships. And I think that going through that for the kids is all the more important because they will see. I thought, you, I thought you had some friction there. What was going on? And we, we talked about it. We were adults. We had conversation. We grew through it. And the kids are gonna learn from that. And I think that's a, that's a massively powerful thing. And uh, reality is so much more than just a snapshot. And you know, living the lifestyle means that you have to put in the work in every aspect and not just for the performance Instagram filter, right? Like putting on a filter of something is, is super easy to do, but that's not reality. It's not clean, it's dirty. And we have to get our hands dirty to be able to, to grow. Otherwise, like it's just performance parenting. It's just this social media, sure. Oh, look at that perfect thing. And then if you look at what's the picture of the person taking the picture and you're going to see like, wow, that's, that's really, really complicated. <laughs> and, and I think part of it is, you know, a lot of people don't like the idea it, the lifestyle's hard. It's, it's not easy to do it. And I don't, I don't think that it's, I don't think it should be easy though. I, I think that's a, that's a really important part to it. Um, and it's a process too, right? Like it, 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 you don't just show up day one and get it right. I'm gonna show up the next time I'm on the pool deck as an imperfect coach. And it's a process. I will never achieve that perfection, but I'm striving towards it. And I'm willing to go through that process myself to say, what do I need to do? I want to seek counsel and mentorship from others. How how do you see me growing? How do you, what, what do you see out of me? And sending that out there with the intention of, I might receive something that I don't want to hear. Sure. And that's important though, and you know, like when I first got started in, in coaching, you don't know what you don't know, right? Like you really have no idea. And now it's, I I love talking X's and O's. I love that. I love learning and like how, how does this pick play create that scenario? Or how does that create a penalty? I love talking about that. I love talking about, well, if you swing your hips and you adjust and talk about the, the technical, I love that. But that's just, just it's such a, a small piece of, to being a coach and, and, and being involved in a team. It's about the relationships. One of the, one of the coolest things that, that uh, I've had a chance to do this past year, specifically at X, uh, and a little bit with Mavericks, has been uh, the kids go on a Kairos trip. And oh. they, they'll take a, a few days and it's, this, it's a really powerful experience. And they, they read some scripture, they, they grow spiritually, but one of the things that they ask is that they ask for coaches and people that have had a positive influence on this child to write a letter to them. Mm. And I had a chance to write a lot of letters to kids. Sure. And that matters more than winning a game. That moment of that relationship and showing a kid, you know, one of the things we talk about at St. X is men for others, not not boy for self. So a man for others, what does that mean to be a man mm-hmm. versus a boy? And that process matters so much more than a win or loss. And that process of, of being a better person matters way more than did you win a championship today or not? Because that's a moment and that that's a snapshot. Did you win that game? That's a snapshot. But if you won that game in that snapshot and you are a jerk, then the bigger picture is you're a jerk with a cool moment that happened for you, <laughs> right? And, and it shouldn't be about that. It should be about growing as a person and continuing to, to encourage each other. Uh, and I think that's something that I, I've really, that's always mattered to me. But I think in the last, I think over the last decade, obviously as you get older and you get more mature, like you, you change your priorities and what matters more. That's really what matters is who you are matters more than what you can do. And so as you... Hang on a second. I want
0: to think on that. Yeah. I want you to say it again slowly.
1: (laughs) Who you are matters more than what you can do. Yeah. Because of what you can do is that snapshot of a championship. But who you are is a terrible person. Then you're just a terrible person.
0: How do you reconcile that with someone with whom you have to work or coach, you're in the same community, right? Small ref community, small coach community mm-hmm. here in Ohio. You know, you you get with some of those people who they just don't share the same beliefs, right? The what? What's the old teacher interview question? There's there's some, I'm, I'm going to go into my Paul voice that is the silly Paul voice. <laughs> hey, I like there's, it. there's a lot of negativity in the teacher's workroom. How are you going to get along with those teachers? And the textbook answer is well I have to work with everyone and yeah you know, I'm going to try and, and try to not let their negativity get me down and maybe I'll just offer some opportunities for them to try and be positive. Great. Okay, next question. Whatever. Yeah. How 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 there are coaches who define themselves by wins and losses. Yeah. There are coaches who are playing for that moment even though they're a jerk. And they they in their mind will will come up with some justification for it, but like how, how are you helping your athletes understand the larger concept of men for others but and women for others yeah, yeah yeah um, yeah how, how how do you how do you do that 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 is that is the one thing Paula will tell you oh, being a, being a water polo official is a lot more stressful than being a water polo coach from my very limited chair at mm-hmm. Princeton and Sycamore High schools but I'll also say being a coach is significantly more rewarding than being a good official, right? What, what's the old adage? If a if official does an excellent job, nobody remembers that he or she whistled the game. I don't necessarily believe that because I think people are going to recognize the yeah. amazing calls, or maybe even more importantly,
1: the no call. I was going to say it was a great no call.
0: So just I don't know. I, I
1: think I think that's a that's a
0: close a, this chapter. No, I,
1: I think that's a really not. layered, interesting question. It's tiramisu. It's definitely tiramisu, <laughs> and <laughs> that's hard. Because kids want to win, right? Like they yeah. they want to, they want to have a championship. They don't I, want to. They, they don't.
0: Want to. They they define success by winning and losing. Because they're unfortunately
1: correct, they do. But I'd also say as as they mature, you know, having more of a woman or man mindset versus a, a girl or boy mindset, sure. they they recognize it's not. And I've had I've had kids that have gone through championship losses that have said this was the coolest moment. Uh, our, our girls JO team a couple years ago, two years ago, we were on paper the best team that we've ever fielded. And we, we didn't do great. We had a bad JOs. They didn't perform as they would have hoped. And they didn't care. That That's not, they wanted to, to be successful, but what mattered most were the relationships that they were building sure. and that they were doing that together. And it was fascinating because like the very beginning of it, like I'm, I'm using a story to try to answer this question, but beginning of that JOs, they were kind of in turmoil. And I think honestly, if you were to, if you to get my why were they in that, because they recognized it was their last run and they were sad mm-hmm. and it was coming out sure. that way. And they they were like, but we're not, we're not clicking and that we've kind of, we got these factions here and that they've never had that. And... Because we want to win, we want to do this thing and we had a sit down meeting, we just talked and we realized we're being a little selfish and that's not that's not why we got into this. So just a minor redirection yeah. and by the end of it they were tighter than they've ever been. Cool. And they didn't they didn't win games there and that's okay. They struggled there, but when they left it was it was one of the most emotional moments that we've had. Sure. And and so how do, you, how do you reconcile with others that are out there is that you don't worry about that. That's not on my radar. Right. I don't care if that's what you wanna do. And if that's who you wanna, okay, great. If you're in this program and you're working with me, this is what we're gonna do. And if you want to buy into that system, we're gonna get along great. So for families and kids, that, that makes it pretty easy. But now like with working with other coaches, being different is not wrong, it's different. Mm. And embracing that you can be different is okay. And I have a ton of respect for the other coaches. And I What I don't want to do is I don't want to get into a place where I say, man, that coach is putting their time and effort into the thing and they're just a bad coach. Because they're putting their time and effort into it. They could be doing anything and they're choosing to do that. And I think that that's, that's a really, I really respect that and I really admire every, any coach that's willing to say i'm gonna pick up the whistle and mentor these kids even if i disagree with their practice plan their structure their vision their mission i can disagree with all of that and that's fine but i will respect the hell out of them because they're actually doing this and it's the i think it's really hard it's hard to be an official on deck for that game yes but you're done 15 minutes before and after that game Yes. for that game. As a coach, I have to prepare them for months, and I'm always overseeing them from grade checks to making sure that in the hotel that they're not screwing around and running up and down the hallway to when they have a miscommunication with a teammate in practice and there's a punch thrown to when they're yelling back. Like All of those moments come together where you get to really build into them, and anybody that's willing to take that responsibility up, I applaud them. And I think that that's amazing. And I think it's, I think younger me would have just said, F those coaches, like whatever, you're stupid. I can't stand you. And I think that's, that, that's an immature mindset. Mm. And I think that I've, I've struggled with that. I've definitely been guilty of of having that type of mindset, but I think as I've gotten older, I've been able to say, wow, that's, it's hard. It's really hard to coach and you're doing it and you could do anything else. And you got a family and you're choosing to coach. Yeah hats off to you man i really applaud that i really respect it and and i don't know that uh, i did a great job of doing that my whole career i think maybe i i didn't know it early on what i was doing and i think then i kind of took this holier than now approach Mm. and then you realize i'm just a i'm just a dude from southwest ohio trying to do this i'm just a i'm just a speck you know and and you know, honestly, if, to anybody out there, like if I've ever pissed you out, like, that's not my intention, right? Like, that's not sure. who I'm trying to be. So get to know me and I'll get to know you and we'll be open and honest. And I think that that's one of the coolest things that you can do is, is grow together. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to be friends with everybody. It doesn't mean that you have to agree sure. with everybody. And there's times where you're just gonna have to say, we're not gonna ever get on the same page. Right. That's okay. Sure. But what you are doing doesn't impact what I am doing. <laughs> And what you are doing doesn't prevent me from doing what I'm doing. Hmm. Like if I've got a goal, like one of my goals has been, uh, I want to be a national team coach. And I got, I got that dream. I got to live that dream a year ago in Budapest. Uh, what? Budapest. You so yeah, much. here we go. It's like, <laughs> but I got to live that dream. And it wasn't, I, it wasn't because I'm like this amazing coach. It's, it's because I was given an opportunity. I was very graceful. Sure. And, that opportunity really was, was something that I, I, I don't know that, I got that opportunity because I, I've worked my butt off and I was, hey, you know what? You've earned an opportunity to do this. And it wasn't because I've disagreed with somebody to the point where my disagreement <laughs> allowed me to get it. That's, that's not what it came down to anybody could have had that opportunity anybody in my shoes could have had that opportunity if you if you've gone through those those steps and, and really been grinding at it and you've been very clear i want to do this how do i get there and you're working specifically towards targeted goals i didn't just show up and go to budapest i was given targeted goals i need to achieve and i was doing those things mm-hmm. and having a disagreement with another coach or having a different vision or mission from another coach or an official doesn't impact my ability to do those things and i think that's where i i I try to have some freedom and give it myself like it's okay it's okay to disagree it's not okay to judge and say you're an idiot what what matters is getting to understand them and uh you know i think that that really matters and if i could go back you know there's a few things i'd love to tell 2000 paul right sure like that that you know, that whole process as a 21 year old, you don't get it. And I don't think you really can. I'm 39 right now. And I'm just now really embracing that, you know? And, and I think that's something that if I could go back, I would shake 21 year old Paul and say, don't just don't be an idiot, man. Like don't, don't do the stupid stuff. Don't get caught up in that. Don't get caught up in water politics. Enjoy, find the fun and enjoy that, but also embrace what it is to be a positive role model to those kids. And it's okay. Give yourself freedom to, to disagree.
0: You know, the the my um, administrative assistant at, at work has really turned me on to the concept of grace. Um, I think something, not that you're asking for it, but I'm going to give it to you. Um, <laughs> I think it's a little, it's hard because I started coaching at 20, what is it, 97. So I wasn't quite 23 yet. So I was 22. And I coached how I was coached, which was an off-the-wall... Now, my coach was... You talk about positive male role models. Brian Huseman, outside of my family, one of three most influential people in my life. And I haven't... Unfortunately, I haven't talked to him in a while. But um, I coached how coaches coached in Ohio. Mm. And that was just screaming, yelling, antics... It was this crazy ass toxic thing that you just kind of saw. You thought, "Oh well, shit, that's coaching. That's what mm-hmm. I do." You know, and I treated the refs horribly, and I was all about winning, and I was immature, and I was just, I was a mess. And when I started refereeing, oh no! So that's who I was. That that's that that guy right there. That is Chad. Well earned. And I had the opportunity. When I started refing it, whatever it was, 2013, 14, so six, five, six years ago, which would have put me right about age 40, um, I had a chance to redefine myself. And I'm going to go down a, again, spur trail, real quick one here. You ask coaches in Ohio, tell me about Paul Split, they're going to say X. Because X has 20 years of data, qualitative and quantitative. When you ask, USA water polo coaches community about Paul Smith. They're going to tell you why. Mm -hmm. Because Paul was able to take all of the years between 21 and 30, grow, and then define himself at age 30. And it's a little unkind that people define you based upon this huge data set where upon which they are putting equal weight of 21 year old Paul versus equal weight of 39 year old Paul yeah so the grace that I'm extending to you again it guys sounds incredibly uh, what is it hubris arrogant whatever is that I can give you the grace the grace that I would encourage upon yourself which I think you have is take what you have where you are and be the best you can right Uh, you said I will never be the best but I can be at my best So I think that's something that I would just uh, celebrate and encourage and ask others, whomever Paul has tweaked, or Chad, or Susie Smith, or Coach whomever, yeah, give them the grace that they are trying their very best. And if they are trying to be a jerk, Mm -hmm. and they're being a jerk, in some ways you can just celebrate that you're (laughs) getting what you're trying for. But you also get what you get. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I just... Yeah, no, like I, I
1: appreciate that. I that's very kind. There was, there was this interview that I saw Frank Martin, South Carolina basketball coach. Oh, yeah. And he was mentioning like his kid was playing basketball and the coach was doing something. And the kid said, Dad, you know, the coach is doing this. I got a problem with that. And Dad said, I'm your dad. I'm not your coach. Boom. I'm your dad. I'm not your coach. And I'm not here. You have a problem with the coach and so talk to the coach. Yeah. And, you know, I am not here frank i am not here to talk bad about that they're putting their time and their effort into this sure. hey, that's not my place to criticize i've got a and i've got a different philosophy and that's okay because this is my program he's got his program he's doing his thing and you've got a, you've got questions you talk to them about it and honest i heard that and i went oh yeah that's a great mindset towards anybody else in this profession i don't have to like that's not my place to to pass judgment at all and and i think that's something that's uh, it's hard to understand as you know as a, as a young kid coming up right sure. and then you know as you as you get older you're like man i'd love to have like this i'd love to have like 39 year old paul is like that snapshot as sure. like if i could just instagram 39 year old paul as a coach <laughs> and have that be like that but you know that's it's that's part of like having a family right like mm-hmm. <laughs> you you get along with your brother or your sister and then you fight and then you make up and then you go to thanksgiving and then you have a fight and then you make up and that's okay because you're family and you're always going to go to bat for each other it's just you know it's a, that part that you always kind of grow with and i think that you know i'm able to have a, a like a family relationship with you like mm-hmm. we're able to have i love that we can completely disagree on something and it's okay yeah i see this through this lens you see it through that lens and that's okay sure and we can explain why we see it this way and you can explain why it's that and we can understand where we're coming from without even having to agree on the outcome but I understand where you're coming from I get that I still see it as this and I I think that's an important part of it though go ahead something just popped
0: into my head because it's always personal with you and I Mm -hmm. it's
1: never personal Mm,
0: how about that
1: how about that let that let that simmer for a little bit. <laughs> Put that in the crock pot. Come back and check on it in a few hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, you know what I mean? It's it's it, there. There's no. I don't know. I'm just I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm just gonna yeah. leave that out there.
1: You know. I, so context, I think, is really important. I've known Chad. I've known you since I started playing water polo. Sure. My very first year of playing high school water polo, you were officiating. Okay. Oh, and, yeah. Okay. You, you officiated for that one year and then you were coaching at sycamore sure and then we stole your chair from sycamore you <laughs> we, did. we did take that chair man that was a prized possession and and at that time <laughs> the rivalry it was princeton it was milford it was sycamore in cincinnati yeah and we all hated each other yeah there was yes. princeton and sycamore were were, were rivals sycamore and milford were rivals princeton like we all hated yeah. each other yeah. uh, my very first water polo game we were at princeton and we ended up losing 19 to 7. And these are those things like it, you, yeah. you you never They're forget going it way way back here we're going way back so this is 1996 this is september uh, august of 1996 and our center mike thompson's being held under at center he pops up punches the center Defender right in the face. Gets a brutality call. Mm-hmm. It's in the deep end at Princeton. Sure. This is my first ex- first game ever with water polo. And it was like, that was kind of what was expected. Yeah. Because we hated each other. Yeah. And then there was like these prank wars that went on between the schools. And it was so toxic. I think yeah. River City started to help kind of curb that. And, and I think that once we got past that, I think if you go from like 1990 to like 2008 seven eight ish in that window it was it was really not good here right no. it was no. pretty tough talk- I honestly what I think changed it Gary Tamaris's kids so Gary's coaching at Milford right his kids are going to Sycamore and there became like the Sycamore Milford sure. friendship that grew from that sure and then uh I don't I don't know when 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 it stopped or changed with Princeton because even when I was at Sycamore early on it 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 wasn't good right? right and and i think if, if you were to to look at it today it's so much better it's so much better like the teams get along they're friends they'll actually cheer for each other i yeah. think the, the environment around all of it is just, it's it's just healthier but it it was toxic in the 90s
0: yeah you, you know and I, I i think to uh your credit to nick's credit to Mara and Jeff and the and uh, Olivia and the folks up in Columbus running C bus and Mike Nye up in yeah. Toledo running at, with uh, Peter running yep. Yep. Uh, Black Swamp and you know I, Greg and I were watching the game the other day that Mason Napoleon game from 2016 and. You know the the dad that was recording. It might have been Camille's dad, I think, maybe. But he was no, not to Maddie. Oh no! And it's I'm just thinking they this was the second weekend. They had just come back from JOS, where they yeah. all knew each other and yeah. everybody was rooting for each other and everybody's teams. And now you you always marvel, like when you look at the major leagues. You know, the guy comes in hard to second base and slides, and there's this instant replay thing going on. And the guy standing on second base is talking to the shortstop, and they're just kind of they're just kind of shooting the breeze, you know, yeah. because. The pitcher's going to throw his best fastball. I'm going to try and hit it. As long as he doesn't throw it at my head, he can plunk me on the ass, and that's just part of the game. Yeah. But Going off here. The point is, is Moose established with, with you and Nick was was huge. Um, bringing bus along and just developing this community instead of these rivalries. Yeah. It kind of stinks a little bit from the competition side because now there's not this edge where a loss just destroys you. But at the same time, if you think about it from that again, you were talking about ten thousand foot view. A loss shouldn't destroy you, yeah. right? It's the competition, dummy. It's not yeah. the wins and the losses. Did you? Did you? Did you give your best, right? Did you take where you, what you have, where you are, and do the best you can? So I think, yeah, I just put a bow on that.
1: Well, I, yeah, I, I I think you nailed it there. And I think if if we could take if we could start Ohio water polo from today going forward, sure. Do you think that we'd all like? it'd be a different environment right i mean like cuz what we've gone through but i think also what we've gone through allows us to be you know a little bit stronger for that because we we've, sure. we've experienced those things and sure. you know there's the wrecking ball going back and forth again <laughs> <laughs> but i know you nailed it man like that and it's so great to see that like today we we have kids from all these communities yes that when they when they are training together they know i am going to be your teammate for 3 months and then in th- for three months, I'm going to be your opposition. And right now, I'm going to push you and challenge you. You're going to do the same. And then when it comes time for that game against each other, in that moment, we're going to push each other to our best. And then afterwards, we're going to shake hands and genuinely say, man, that was a good job. Yeah. And that's that's really, really cool. Sure. And that it it's broken down a lot, a lot of those toxic barriers. I think that is awesome. You know, I think that's a... I think that's, you know... E- I've heard your show talk about mental health a lot. And I think that's one of the most important pieces like you'll ever get into. Sure. And we haven't really dove, dug deep into that at all. But I think that- like, that be episode three. Yeah, episode three, right? But like <laughs> that right there, that's mental health for our water polo community. Sure. And like that, that's something that we've we've been able to kind of go through. And I think that's a really positive thing. And I'm curious to see like, what does is, what is 2021 usher in? Like as we go forward, what is what does it look like as we go forward?
0: Yeah, my hope is- a lack of water polo will lead to a better appreciation of water yeah. polo. Yeah, 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 you know, for sure. And I, I think, to your point, man, if, if it can just continue to be a celebration of just the sport. yeah, You know, it's it's hard, man. I mean, coaches, they, they get to dislike each other, right? Yeah. yeah. Referees have things to say about coaches. Coaches have things to say about referees. But you, it's so funny because off off deck, you always hear people say, we're such just such a small community. Well, then... Yeah, 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 You know, yeah. let just, let's
1: I want to, I want to touch on uh, something you talked about before was the, uh, with, it, there was a question you asked a while ago, and maybe you could edit this in earlier. No, in there. bring it. But, um, I don't really actually even know I'm going to have to edit this. I'm just going to, just let it go. Let yeah, it, yeah. Because it's, it's, uh, it's flowed nicely. There was, there was a story I wanted to share with the whole be curious mindset about, uh, something that, that really, that plus the story. Change the pathway for another coach, and I'm going to leave names out of this. Sure. I don't. I leave it anonymous. Those those involved know who they are. Sure, and we're at Jo's a few years ago, and one of our girls. We're playing Diablo, and we've never beat a California team. And Diablo, they're they're legit. They are consistently at any given time top 20, top 10, top five. Okay. Like they could be in that mix anytime. Sure, so it's going to be girls. This is girls. Right. And we're, we are playing in Northern California, so it's closer to their backyard. And we are actually up in that game. And you could kind of sense that they underestimated us and the parents kind of underestimated us. And at one point, our center is in there. She gets the ball, she scores, and then she got excluded. She scored and then got excluded. And it was like one of those, what? What just happened? So I walk up to the official. I said, hey, man, what?" what, she got excluded. What'd she do? And she said, hey, man, she called her a bitch. And I went, "Mm, okay, okay. And I walked back to the bench, and I can just, she's going to the corner. She's on fire. She is really pissed. Assistant coach is just, he is getting ready to, like, lay into her too. I pull her out. Hey, what happened? Tell me me what happened. You know, know, I was in there. I scored. She threw an elbow at me, and she called me a bitch. And I said, don't call me a bitch. Okay. All right. And so my response to that was very much, okay. So uh you scored, good job. You know, you're you're fine, you didn't do anything wrong. Uh, your teammate's gonna need you. And you can see like she went from being like, I'm going have to go I'm I'm going from being super defensive, I have to defend what I did sure. to like Oh Really? Okay. You you actually got to know what happened there in that moment? And I and I even responded by saying like your teammates are gonna need you. And I'm gonna need you to tell me when you have calmed down to the point that you can contribute to this team sure. because we're gonna if we wanna beat this team, we've never beat a California team ever. And if we're going to do that, we your teammates need you at your best to go do that. So take a seat here. You're not in trouble, you're fine. When you're ready, you let me know. She let me know a couple minutes later. We got she goes in, we win the game. Not the point. What what happened after that was amazing because that coach. Has even said he's gone back to when when he came back from that experience. He said everything's going. to He told his coaching staff everything changes. We're going to every how we coach will change, and it totally changed their trajectory. And you know, like a, a year later, they're winning championships. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm not saying that is because of me, but I'm saying that when you reflect those things, you give an opportunity for somebody else to sure. to to do something really special. And if and if I didn't embrace that in that moment, does it happen? Maybe, but not then, right? So I, 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 I love that concept of just, why are you where you are? What'd you see? What happened? Tell me about it. As opposed to, how dare you do that? Can you imagine in that moment, if I would have started chewing her out, like that would have changed everything. How dare you call her that? How dare? You? Coach, I didn't even do that. That's not what happened. You have a misunderstanding. And now, she and I have tension that's creating tension on the team that coach now has tension oh man you can diffuse so much of those things by just getting to know what happened and mm. and I think that's a that's a really important thing and I have to remind myself of that all the time like that's it's hard to do in the moment to be like okay take a step back because in that moment you want to react and just be like oh, I saw this thing right and you know, I, I that was so my I, when you talked about that before, is something that really came up and I was like, Oh man, that was a that's a great example of that scenario. Sorry, it came out later. It's yeah, gold. We're gonna end on
0: that. It's Jerry Springer's final word right there. <laughs> right oh
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah <right.
0: laughs> so here we are, Paul, the fourth quarter. Bring it. Rapid fire time. You are Rapid Fire. That's right. You're headed off to a meeting and then to coach and then you'll be home. So This this might be rapid fire here, but as always, (laughs) as a avid listener of the show Mm -hmm. and an avid supporter, a rabid supporter, (laughs) rabid, you will get a chance to espouse your knowledge on the following topics. Do it. Are you ready?
1: Nope. Yes. (laughs) Maybe sometimes.
0: Okay. Here we go. Would play you in a biopic of your life? All right, so uh,
1: that's a great question. I, I think it's it's probably Ryan Reynolds. Uh, uh, handsome fella. Yeah, good looking dude. I, I, I wish that he was as ripped as I was, but <laughs> I, I think he would do an excellent job. Uh, or possibly Andy Samberg. One of those two, I think, would absolutely nail it. Okay.
0: Big Michigan fan. You go are, blue, Paul. Jim Harbaugh, stay or go.
1: I think it's time for him to go. Yeah. I've I've been on the keep him around train for a while, but I I really believe you are who you are at this point. You're year six in and it you're still not playing the quarterback that you've recruited. Like you're still in that spot where like it's not what he is doing behind the scenes, I think, is excellent. How he's developing people is excellent, and that, that is massively important and the only reason why I'm giving him the grace to be here there right now, but I think it's time for him. Uh, if he beats, say he wins out, beats Penn State, beats Ohio State, great, good job. You get to end on a high note. I still think it's time to take the program a different direction.
0: Interesting. Favorite part of the game to coach? Offense or defense? And maybe what about that
1: special teams no uh, <laughs> i i love the defensive side because i you know, defense you're always thinking like the paradigm is you're reacting and i love changing that paradigm to being attacking and forcing the other team to react to what you want to do i love that concept
0: Kind of blew my mind there. Any specific part? Of it? So you're talking about team defense,
1: team defense on ball, one away, two away. How do you? i So I'm a goalie. I play goalie. I love the concept of you are trying to do something, and I am going to stop you from doing what you want to do, and enjoy it in the process. Hmm. I love
0: that. That's good stuff. Great news, Paul. As you know, you're going to be a dad soon.
1: I, what? Breaking news.
0: Breaking news. Very, very happy for you. Thank you. You guys are going to be fantastic parents. On November 25th, 2020, when Baby Split listens to this 10 years from now, Mm -hmm. one word to describe what I just told you is...
1: Miracle? Ooh. We shouldn't be pregnant, man. Like, we've gone through so many IVF IUI we've gone years of that i've had to deal with the stress of it in work out of like it's really hard and Jennifer shouldn't have been able to get pregnant and she did it's a miracle this 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 girl that we are bringing into this world she's a miracle baby so without without question miracle crying yeah uh, I'm I'm so excited and just I, I mean how do you if you were to ask how I feel I feel blessed like if I could put it one word just blessed or overwhelmed but to describe her it's it is a miracle
0: the greatest compliment I've ever received as a coach is blank
1: think when somebody says i respect you i respect what you're doing they or any any type of admiration in that aspect uh, i think that that carries a lot of weight and that if 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 my peers have respect for what i'm doing that breaks down a lot of barriers i think it's a really powerful thing um I, i don't know that i have like some fancy one-liner for that but i I really believe anytime a coach says man i really respect what you're doing or your kids look really well coached i think that's a good thing but i i want them to to see outside the pool more so i don't like care as much about the oh man you guys played a great game Uh, we i respect you what you're doing what your process is that 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 means the most
0: if you could have dinner with one person from history whom's would you choose to whoms? to whom's?
1: would I send this invitation? For whom would the invitation be? Wh- whom's? Whems. Oh, whems. Uh Does it matter? Whom's? We are going. It doesn't. You
0: oh. are Bill and Ted's excellent adventure Oh, the elevator.
1: Uh, that's a great question. Honestly, it's it. It seems like almost like a cop-out type of answer, but I'd love to just have have dinner with Jesus Christ and pick his brain about what are we doing? How we do? How? How do we get to, to be more like you? How do we reflect more? And I think that'd be a, just a great conversation. Huh. I'd love to. I, I mean, I'd, I'd like to have dinner with other people, but I think that if, if you're really going to get down to what I, what, I, what matters most to me, I'd, I'd love to have dinner with Jesus Christ.
0: Follow-up question, Paul. Mm-hmm. Not scripted right now. Going off script. Off script. How hard would it be for you to not break down x's and o's on the dirt in the floor in jerusalem and tell them a little bit about water polo
1: that's already happening like that's not a question right like (laughs) i mean they they used to the christians used to like draw stuff in the sand they draw the ichthus in the sand to to do so it's it's essentially an x and an o put together right so yeah,
0: You're probably going to talk about a four-two, like a. Probably, six yeah, eight.
1: I'd I'd ask like, hey, if you were to play, like, what what position would you want to be? Yeah. Uh, what do, What do you What are your thoughts on a six-on-five? Yeah. When going from a counterattack into your FCO, what's what shape formation do you want to get into?
0: Yeah, I, I'm, I have a feeling Jesus would have probably the best answer.
1: but <laughs> it would be, and I'd be like, all right, great, we're going to play that. <laughs> it's a yeah. Jesus play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we call it the Holy offense.
0: Boom. Mm-hmm. When in Budapest. You have to see blank.
1: So there's a, 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 there are a few things downtown that will just absolutely blow you away. They're going to tell you about the baths. You got to go to a Turkish bath. You're going to have to go see uh, parliament. But I think one of like the most awe-inspiring moments I had was there's a, a cathedral there mm-hmm. and you 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 walk in. We actually went to a mass there. I took a couple of kids. They wanted to go to mass and it was... It was really moving. It was a powerful experience. I mean, you go to Budapest and you see anything, you're going to have a great time. But like number one, go see that.
0: Okay. Okay. Thanksgiving sides tomorrow. What are your top three?
1: Mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes with gravy. Mashed potatoes with gravy and some white meat in there. Like that's that's it. Like uh,
0: you're a starch uh, guy. No, oh my
1: it's mashed potatoes for me all day. Like there's a there's a saying <laughs> in our family. Like it's time to stir the mashed potatoes, and I have to make sure like it's seasoned the right way. Okay. To like if it gets my seal of approval, mashed potatoes are on point. But then the gravy, there's always been who stirs the gravy because we don't have a lot of lumps in that, and that's a that's a time honored tradition in our family is right. who stir whom's is stirring the gravy, and. That's a role I've embraced for for many years. My brothers have, it's been handed down generation to generation. And and I'm looking forward to being able to hand that down to my daughter someday.
0: I like it. Mm -hmm. That's very funny. Biggest lesson I've learned as a coach is
1: blink. Man. Humility. Mm. You know, it just, and and that comes across in so many different ways, but it all comes down to boiling down to one word humility uh because you like what's the opposite humility is arrogance and i think the the biggest lesson is always be humble constantly humble yourself and and find ways to grow oh, Nice, That's good. tennis question mm-hmm. you are a, i'm an avid tennis fan player coach you
0: are which is fun yeah, yeah. An, an unknown fact yeah about you. uh roger federer or rafa nadal on hard court you got 100 bucks in your pocket who's it on
1: Oh, it, it's it's going to be on Federer, ten out of ten times. I'm I'm picking Federer. Maybe okay. Look, will Nadal beat him? Yeah, he can absolutely beat him. I I just like I like Federer. I like I like his consistency on the backhands. I like his ability to be able to serve and volley. Now, I you can say, oh, but it's a hard court. He's not going to be able to serve and volley as much. I, it's the Paul voice. I, I I don't care. I'm I'm picking Federer. Also, uh, I'm partial because I just. Whatever it is, I just don't like Nadal. I is like one of my top three. Him, Agassi, and Sampras are my three favorite of all time.
0: Okay, I'm I'm warming to Nadal a okay. little bit. Uh, he's also
1: lefty. Get him out of here. Just uh, he's playing the wrong sport. His left
0: arm compared to his right arm is just yeah. ridiculous. We'll never be a Sergio Garcia fan. I just I can't get uh, no, I, Sergio. So I, I I had a
1: chance to to meet Nadal in person, and he's he's dude's a brick house man like that guy he's like super strong nice. uh, but you know, I'd also just I, I like I, I just like Federer
0: what about on clay though uh oh on clay still got a hundred bucks you said not you just said ten out of ten times you almost went to nine out of ten but you stuck with ten yeah I stuck with 10, 10, 10. ten out of ten clay about. court all right Roland Garros uh, that's I, I don't want to lose a hundred bucks <laughs> I gotta go with Nadal I'm not a fool here <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> We could we 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 could bring Djokovic in there too. Yeah, Alex Mitravsky. Yeah. So so is, the Joker is. is, a Joker is fan. Yeah. I,
1: I would I would say the Joker has has quickly moved up to be like an all time. He's gonna by the by the end of it, could he be in the top three? It's very probable. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, last one. Mm-hmm. Paul, you love your wife because.
1: Honestly, she just makes me a better person. The empathy that she exudes towards other people encourages me. She's been able to build me. Like th- there's there's not enough time to get into this, but there's not one thing, there are so many layers to how how she has encouraged me as a person, as a professional, as uh being able to to stand up for for what I think in the right way, to be able to to tone me down when I get too sharp she has been able to build into me in so many different ways while also at the same time reflecting just this amazing heart towards other people where she is very empathy oriented towards other people and when i want to go i want to burn this thing down she would be like no, no 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 we need to care about this person and i go i don't want to care about that person <laughs> <laughs> she's she'll be the first no it, uh you know she our, our it's funny side story is our first argument came because of uh of a coaching situation i wanted to i wanted to kick a kid off the team and she said you will not give up on a kid we do not give up on kids in this family and i went she's right 100 percent 10 out of 10 and she was able to redirect me so the fact that she's able to to speak truth to me she's able to she's allowing me to be the best version of me and you take all that. She's gonna be the mother of my child. She embodies every character trait, every personality trait that I want and need out of the mother of a child. I am, I am very fortunate. I outkicked my coverage with her.
0: We all seem to.
1: <laughs> I know, right? We, we, we all. She's seem great. To.
0: Good. I love it. I love those answers. Very real. Very real.
1: okay awesome this has well, been thanks a l- for coming over dude. dude this has been a lot of fun'm I'm, I'm I, looking I forward appreciate. to episode three episode four like I'd love to to come back this is this is a a fun safe space to just talk in the studio yes I like thank you mm-hmm. I was gonna say I, I I
0: like talking honestly in in safe spaces yeah um, yeah I I, I I can tell you you know you were you were one of our least favorite people when I was coaching sycamore but to to see how you've grown and matured and to understand there's a difference between coaching Paul and paul Paul mm. you know um one cannot be one is inextricably linked to the other yeah but um I'm just i'm I'm so thankful for you i'm I, I love you like a brother you know that uh-huh. we, we we text back and forth sometimes that yeah. but I I'm thankful that there are people like you and like a lot of the other coaches in, o, in in Ohio helping helping kids. But this is this this episode's about you. So I appreciate that. You, super you've been a
1: you. dude. I've I've known you since before even water polo. Like our families are connected from sure. even before water polo. Like sure. that's a, another conversation too. But yeah. you know it. Uh, when I was at Milford, you were you were the guy that we hated the most, and we didn't want to beat Sycamore. We wanted to beat you, no. right? And to to see from where we were then to like having a friendship now. And honestly, this whole conversation is is the it none this is not fluff. This is all like what we would if we were sitting down at Starbucks for four hours, this is what our conversation would be like. Yeah. Yeah. This is awesome. I I, I wanna thank you for the time. I want to thank you also for the voice that you are providing in our community to tell stories of water polo as a small part to the bigger piece of who people are. What their, what their thought processes are, what, what the, the leadership structure is, how they got to where they are, and like how moments grew them. I find that story to be so fascinating, and I love that you're giving that platform to people to be able to do that. So I'm, I'm looking forward to... It, it's always weird hearing your voice. So I'm not sure I'll be able to listen to this one, <laughs> but I, I always look forward to the next one that you release because I, I love the stories that you allow and give the space for people to tell.
0: Well, man, I appreciate that. I appreciate it. we will We will hug as men do now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're a good dude. You're a good dude. I love you like a brother. You too. too. Well, there you have it. As we talked about at some point in the last two episodes, Paul and I have grown up a lot together. I was a complete asshole of a coach when I was younger and worked very hard to overcome that well-earned and unfortunate reputation. And after 18 years of coaching in Ohio... I can see the coach Paul has become and know he is no longer the 21-year-old assistant coach just jumping around telling kids they had to try harder. It's really complex because I get a chance to see Paul in many different lights. Water polo does not define who he is, but it has helped define who he is. I'm going to go ahead and just let that gravy sit there a while before stirring it. I am so elated Jen and Paul becoming parents and am confident their daughter will be raised by two truly amazing people who love one another. Nothing changes you like becoming a parent. I'd bet $100 on that for sure. I'd also bet $100 on Federer to beat Nadal, unless it's on clay of course. I don't want to lose $100 either. Until next time y'all, be good to the refs. shout out to our friend and fellow referee adam carroll for that's a foul theme music if you like what you heard today tell a friend where to find us and follow us on your podcast service as always you can find show notes and other topics covered on today's show on our website tafpodcast.com